It's time for Success Profiles Radio with your host, Brian K. Wright. Have you ever wondered if there's more to life than you're currently living? Then Success Profiles Radio is the program for you. Every week, we'll explore different aspects of success and how to apply them to your life. Guests will come from many different backgrounds, including expertise in leadership, business, relationships, careers, networking, health, overcoming adversity, and much more. Every show is a dose of inspiration. This is Success Profiles Radio. And now, here's your host, Brian K. Wright. Hello and welcome to Success Profiles Radio. I'm your host, Brian K. Wright, and it is an absolute pleasure to be with here today. I'm honored that you chose to spend part of your day with me here, and this is going to be a fantastic and amazing show. I will introduce my guest shortly, and I promise this is going to be a lot of fun. And for those who don't know, today is the 10-year anniversary episode of Success Profiles Radio. The first episode was January 16th, 2012, and here we are recording today on January 17th. 2022. I cannot believe it. This is episode number 450. So this is a wonderful, wonderful uh, milestone that I get to experience. And I will introduce my guest shortly. And he is my most frequent guest ever. I'll tell you who he is shortly. And before I forget, this podcast episode is brought to you by Phone Sites. With Phone Sites, you can build a website or sales funnel from your mobile device in five minutes or less without any technical skills or without downloading an app. Try it free for 14 days at phonesites.com forward slash Brian. Once again, that's phonesites.com forward slash Brian. Have you ever noticed that life tends to go in cycles? Sometimes things are up and sometimes things are down. I prefer to think of life as having seasons. There's a time to reap and a time to sow, as the Bible very famously says. During those down times, or winter, if you want to make the analogy of seasons, it's really important to remember that your most productive days may be those in which you planted a bunch of seeds, even if you did not experience many outward results. Because just like in gardening or farming, some of those seeds will eventually produce a fruitful harvest. When you are in harvesting season, you are reaping the fruit of your previous labor. What many people forget, though, is they are so busy reaping that they forget to keep planting. Once you finish reaching, reaping the labor, you may realize that if you've not been planting seeds at this time, you will run out of things to harvest, and thus your slow season will begin. So the key is to remain consistent. Keep planting seeds of future opportunities so that you will have something to harvest later. Stay in action, keep looking, and planting several steps ahead to minimize the cycles that we all inevitably face. And with that in mind, I want to introduce my very special guest, and he is Brandon T. Adams. This is episode number six with Brandon Adams. I cannot wait to share him with you once again. Let me tell you about him. Brandon Adams is an Emmy Award-winning producer. He's also a podcaster, speaker, inventor, advisor, crowdfunding expert, and media expert. He's a serial entrepreneur, owning a stake in a number of businesses, including the Accelerant Media Group, Live to Grind, Young Entrepreneur Convention, Success in Your City, and more. He's a co-host and executive producer of Success in Your TV, uh, Success in Your City TV series, which is a show on a mission to redefining the meaning of success. He's also an associate producer and youngest feature entrepreneur in the movie Think and Grow Rich, The Legacy, based on Napoleon Hill's best-selling book, Think and Grow Rich. In addition to this, he is the host of the influential business podcast, Live to Grind, and he's been on hundreds of shows, including this one, once again, for the sixth time. I cannot wait to unwrap everything that we have to talk about. So, Brandon Adams, how are you? Welcome back. Man, I am honored to be here for this sixth appearance. And, you know, I time flies, brother. I, I always like having a conversation with you, and um, I'm fired up for today. Yeah, so am I. So, here's the question that I love asking at the beginning. Did you envision early on that you would be where you are right now? 
No. I, I envisioned that I was going to do something with my life. I knew that I wanted, I was always motivated. I thought it'd be great in sales and, and go do big things. But I never thought ever in a million years that I would go on to produce TV shows or Heck, I didn't even know where Emmy Awards were when I was a kid. I grew up in a small town in Iowa. I didn't even know what that was. And so the things that I'm doing today, no, I would have never imagined. I knew it was going to be big things, but I didn't think I'd be doing exactly what I'm doing today. That's fantastic. And you've been through a lot. It was not an easy start for you, I know. Tell us about your rock bottom moment. What was your defining moment in entrepreneurship? Well, I don't think we've got enough time for me to share them all. <laughs> I, got, <laughs> I, I got plenty, my friend, you know. Um, there's a handful of them, of uh, uh, many times I'll give you the one that pertains to when we were doing the show, I had hit a rock bottom moment back in 2018, uh, we were traveling the country and, and filming success in your city. And I was, I was funding this show. I was also had other businesses. I was going the process of buying out a business partner and I had hit a financial like hole. And, and so we're stuck in a hotel room in Austin, Texas, uh, my wife was dealing with depression. It wasn't easy. The fact we didn't have any money and I was negative thousands in my bank account. And I literally like wanted to give up and I'm glad I did it because uh, we did push through. And uh, I will say at the time that I, I felt like I found God and uh, just about three days beyond one of my darkest moments, I had a deal go through that made me more money in that deal than I had made in the previous year. And it allowed me to get my traction again. And so what I learned from that experience is you just keep going, uh, have faith, and, and make sure you surround yourself with people that will pick you up. Because in those moments, if you're around people that are negative or, say, throw in the towel, you will give up. And so that was a dark time for me. But I'll say that that lesson, looking back on it now four years ago, uh, it taught me a lot of lessons. And it, it actually gave me a lot of insight that has helped me today. Fantastic. Well, you know, things do get tough for a lot of us in this game of entrepreneurship. What causes you to not give up when things get really hairy? You know, it's it's easier said than done, but I think mm -hmm. after you have enough experiences going through those tough times and you see the other side of it, it you get more fearless because you know, hey, like this didn't kill me. I, I can take on anything. Uh, but really it's Again, it's your atmosphere. I think there's also different things you can do, like exercise or how you start your day. I mean, I'm big on self-help because it's true. Like we're like a computer system. If we put negative thoughts into our head, if we surround ourselves in a negative atmosphere, if we do things that aren't good for our health, what's it going to do? We're going to have a negative output. And so for stuff like that, what we need to do is we need to surround ourselves with a positive atmosphere. And we didn't make sure we're very conscious of the things that we're doing. Yeah, I understand that for sure. So why did you decide to become an entrepreneur? <laughs> well, I was born uh, on New Year's Eve, 2000 or not 2000, 1989. So 1989, December 31st, 1989. And I share this with you because my father was excited that I was born right before the new year. You know why? I was still a tax write-off. <laughs> <laughs> and my mother was mad because I didn't get the gifts for the being the New Year's baby. Oh. And I share that because my dad was always a, a businessman looking for write-offs and looking for opportunities. And, and so I came into this world as a write-off, and I came into this world as an entrepreneur. And so I grew up an entrepreneur. I was born an entrepreneur. I always liked seeing things come to life. And I was lucky enough to be able to see my father 
start and grow a business at a young age. And I saw him go through the struggle. So I really, it was ingrained in me. And at five, six, 10 years old, you don't really understand it all. But it's those moments and experiences that really ingrained me into who I am and maybe want to make money on my own. And and so to answer that, I mean, I was born an entrepreneur. I don't know anything else. Yeah. And your family was full of entrepreneurs. Your dad had an ice business. And so, of course, they were supportive of this decision, right? They, they definitely were. They didn't understand everything. I mean, uh, my father's, I mean, like my best friend, he's a great mentor, but he never understood the kind of things that I do today. But also, I just, I thought at a different level. I thought beyond just being in the ice business. And and the only way I was able to think that way is because I had great mentors like Kevin Harrington, who I know you've had on the show, Jeff mm-hmm. Hoffman, and, and many other just Titan entrepreneurs that have grown massive businesses. And once I kind of put myself around that, I thought bigger. And and so my family didn't always understand that, but they don't have to. I mean, over time, once you do achieve the things you set out for, they're going to get it. It just, it doesn't right away. They're like, they don't know what they don't know. So you just got to know it's part of the process and you got to keep going and focus on what you want. Absolutely. So you have now been on the show six times. So you've come a long way since we first knew each other. The first time you were on the show, you were promoting Arctic Stick. And if you don't, if you don't know what that is, go back and listen to the first episode. It was a long, long time ago. But what do you think is the secret to achieving great success now that you've been on this journey for a while? You know, I get asked this a lot. I think there's a few things. It's the biggest thing is is your atmosphere and who you're surrounding yourself with. I've said that multiple times. Mm-hmm. It really does determine. I know it's cliche and so many people say it. You are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. Um, it is true. I mean, I recently, uh, I, I moved to Florida full time and it was to be closer to my business partners. And I knew by being in proximity with them, I would get more deals. And well, <laughs> I was right. And mm-hmm. so that's one thing, proximity, um, but also just really figuring out what you want. I mean, six years ago, I, whatever it was, I was on this podcast talking about Arctic Stick. I was going after something and I didn't know exactly what I wanted, but I was going after something. I thought I knew what I wanted, but I went after something. And I guess it comes out of taking action. Yeah. And so by taking action, that led to bigger opportunities for me and it led to raising money for companies. It led to getting in the TV production space. It led to the movie. And so a big one is taking action. You may not know exactly what you want, but if you are taking action, you will get results and then you can learn to pivot along the way. And, and so those two big ones, and then I guess the, the probably one of the biggest is make sure your partner in life, um, you pick the right one. I, I'm very grateful for my wife. Uh, when I first went on the show, I don't even know if I was dating her yet, um, but she, she's literally been my rock and she's supported me on the downtimes and She's been one of my greatest successes and, and really influenced me to be the best version of myself. So make sure you find the right uh, significant other to go into life business with. Absolutely. We've got a minute to our first break. If you don't know how, what's your recommendation? If you don't know how, my recommendation is to just do. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it really it do and and one more is I would say read a book called Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. It definitely is a game changer. That's a great book, and we will absolutely be talking about that book later on. I know it's one of your favorites, and I love that book too. We are here with Brandon T. Adams. This is his appearance number six 
on Success Profiles Radio. Today is the 10-year anniversary episode, episode 450. And I'm so happy and grateful to be spending this time with you and with my great friend, Brad and Ams. We're going to talk about so much more when we come back. We're going to talk about the secret to building relationships with influential people and actually going into business with them. We're going to talk about the process of creating a television show and actually making money from it and so much more. We have a lot to unravel. Please stay with us. Don't go away. We will be right back. This is Success Profiles Radio. The mission is to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. It's words you never heard. Did you know that banana leaves are replacing plastic bags in some grocery stores? In an effort to save trees, most grocery stores have moved to recyclable plastic. But still, much of this plastic ends up in landfills or in the ocean, which is harmful to sea life. So a supermarket chain in Chiang Mai, Thailand, has started using banana leaves to wrap up produce and other items that are normally bagged at the checkout. What's the word for a resourceful person? A debrouillar. Some grocery stores in Vietnam are also using banana leaves, and why not? They're sturdy, flexible, waterproof, and biodegradable. The only downside is that it takes a little longer in the checkout line to wrap the groceries instead of bagging them. What's a word for a person who hates waiting in long lines? A macrophobiac. It's marching down. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words-you-never-heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. Have you ever thought about writing a book? Surveys show that 81% of people wish they could, but many never do. If you're one of those people, I can tell you why. You don't think you have time, you may not know how, or you might not believe you are a good enough writer. When you're working with an experienced coach, these reasons go away because I will help you every step of the way. If you want to know more about how to write a nonfiction book, whether it's business, self-help, or how-to, reach out to me at www.briankwright.com for more information. Once again, that's briankwright.com. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we are back. This is Success Profiles Radio. This is episode number 450, the 10-year anniversary episode of Success Profiles Radio. And if you've not downloaded and subscribed to Success Profiles Radio, please do that. Even leave a review. I am looking for review number 200. So... I have 199 right now. So if you'd like to be interview uh, uh, review number 200, that would be awesome and amazing. And I would be tremendously honored by that. So Brendan, I would love to ask you, what is your big mission? Yeah, my mission, uh, loaded question. I mean, uh, my mission is to make the biggest impact on earth and, and doing that through my talents, my abilities, and specifically through communication and, and negotiation, but communication through outlets such as public speaking, uh, training and and also video content, video content at the highest level, which would be TV shows, documentaries, and other cool content that we create. Um, so that that's my mission, uh, making an impact in people's lives. And you know, every day can be different. I I really think that we all can. 
Um, whether if you're a public speaker, or you're on a show or you're going to the coffee shop and making somebody's day. I really think every little thing that you can do, you sometimes don't know how big an impact that can make in somebody's life. Yeah, absolutely. And knowing your big purpose drives everything else, doesn't it? It, it is. I mean, when you really know like your why and what you're put here to do, it makes it easy to know what you do every day. It's, and also like I, my, you, you come to my place in Florida, like I have literally on the table, I'm blessed my wife allows me to do this, but like I have poster boards written with strategies, brainstorms, words, and all these different things that become a part of who I am. And so I know every day I breathe it. It's part of my subconscious. That is my mission. That is my why. And that is my strategy and plan to life that I follow. And I think we all need something like that in our life that really makes us realize what we want to do and why we're here on earth. Yeah, that's great. Here's a question that I started asking recently, and I love the answers I get. I want to ask you, what is the most expensive mistake you have ever made? It can be financial. It doesn't have to be, or it could be a time energy thing, or it could be an opportunity lost. But what is the most expensive mistake you have ever made? <laughs> um, there's a few. I mean, I have a lot, but here's how I look at it. Um, I, mistakes can cost you a lot of money, but mm -hmm. if you can take the lesson learned in that mistake and turn it into an opportunity, I don't look, I look at it as an investment. And so that, that's what I've always done in, in my career. I mean, I'll give you an example back when I Arctic stick, I put a hundred grand in that endeavor and and financially, I only had about $10,000 return. It wasn't a huge success, but I learned how to raise money. I learned how to pitch. And that put me in a position now that I've helped raise over $60 million from various companies. I get pitched to all the time. I have equity in over 20 companies. I learned to make a lot of money from that situation. So I guess that was a costly mistake, but it, it taught me many lessons that allowed me to grow and make more money. So I want everybody just listening think about, don't look at it a different way. Look at it as it's an investment that allowed you to learn something that allow you to grow and make money or get opportunities in other areas. That is a brilliant way of looking at it. And I think so few people do, and that's what makes people like yourself a champion. So I appreciate that answer a lot. So I would love to ask you, what is the secret to building relationships with influential people and actually going into business with them? Because you are in business with some pretty high level people. And I love this. It, well, for one, it's a long game. Um, I mean, I'll look at my my two main business partners, Kevin Harrington with Shark Tank and, and Jeff Hoffman, Priceline.com. Uh, they how I really built relationships with them is I, I had them speak at my events. I've always been putting on entrepreneur events around the country. And and so I would build relationships and rapport with speakers. I would pay their fee. I would fly them out. Heck, we'd pick them up with a car. We'd make cookies. We'd have custom things in their hotel room. Uh, we, we just made it a great first impression with them. And so finding ways to really build a rapport and relationship with them. But the biggest one is adding value. So many people go about it the wrong way. When they go to somebody like, let's say a Kevin, what do they do? They want to pitch them. They want to see right. what they can get from them. They want money. They want everybody does that. If you come from a place of how can I help you, but not just saying it, but doing it. How can you help them with their goals? How can you actually follow through? 
but also how can you consistently do it? That has been my model that I've done with, I always pick who are the five people or 10 people that if I did that for and built a relationship with in business with them, we could completely transform everything. And that's what I've done. So pick your five or 10 people that you want to really do business with, build a relationship with, work with in some way and research them, read their books, buy their books, listen to the podcast shows they went on, buy their products and find ways to actually help them. And then once you do and you do it over time, reciprocity will kick in and they will say, how can I help you? And after you do that repeatedly, it gets to the point where you build trust and you become friends where it's no longer, it's like they'll make an intro to you. You'll have a conversation. Hey, let's do this together. And so that you got to be in the long game. You can't be in a quick buck. If you're in the long game and you come from a place adding value, I promise you something's going to happen with that relationship. You always got to look in the deep, the far side of things. Yeah, that's absolutely true. And I think too many people look at what can I get from someone who has a lot of money or a lot of influence? And they smell this a mile away because they get approached all the time. But as you said, the person, the person who looks to give first without agenda, they get noticed. And I love that. That's fantastic. Buy their book. I mean, that's the quickest way. Buy their book, right? You know that you're the expert in that. Mm -hmm. And if you can purchase somebody's book and support them, it's the quickest way to their heart. (laughs) Yep. It is. In fact, I was at an event recently and my my newest book came out in December, The Greatest Lessons I Learned from My Dad. And there were a lot of people at that event who said, I love your book. I'm still reading it. And some of these are people that I hadn't met before, and but they knew who I was. So that was cool uh, just to know that something that I had done and created had some influence or some impact. But uh, yeah, I mean, you remember people like that. So I appreciate that. So let's talk about creating a television show. That is probably my next move coming up maybe sometime later in the next 12 months or so. I've got a radio show. I've got a magazine. I help people do their books. TV is probably the one platform that I'm currently missing. So what's the process of creating a TV show and how do you make money from it? Well, let me tell you, it's one of the hardest things I've ever done. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I know it is. It is. uh, It's a lot of work. And so I'll tell you the first show I did with Greg Roulette, who I know has been on the show before, we created Ambitious Adventures. And we had, it was Greg's idea came to me and, and he said, hey, how can we uh, how can you do this? You're a crowdfunding expert. Can you help me raise money? And I said, yes. And we created the show. And, and so any show I've ever done, whether that or Success in Your City, I did the non-traditional route. I went and we will build it and they will come, like the Field of Dreams model. And so yeah. we went and funded it. We got creative in how we got sponsors. We created the content and we usually had no distribution deal at all. And then after building up the, the great content, the influences we got involved with the show through our network and building awareness, it allowed us to get distribution deals. And that first show, we got on the Entrepreneur Network, we got on Amazon Prime, we got an Emmy nomination. Um, so that was a, a great success. And then it went on, I did another show and then I did Success in Your City. And I'll share the process we did there. And so you can take yeah. how you can actually make money. We won multiple Emmy awards. I'm very honored for that show. Put a lot of time and effort, a lot of money. And and so first off, looking at it, what is it you want your show to, what's going to be about? Well, like what is p- takeaway for, for people watching it? What's the entertainment value? And also 
who are some audiences and niches you can tap into? So when you think of dollar signs and making money and we got sponsors, it's like, okay, that sponsor, if they're paying you 10 or 20 grand, what are they going to get with that? But also what's the audience that you're putting them in front of, which means that's the eyeballs that might buy their product or service. So thinking at the end in mind, who's going to actually be watching your show and keeping that in mind when you're creating the content and then how can you market it? So it's one, you're going creating this show, you're getting funding for it, you're getting sponsors, you create it. The next step after all that hard work is, okay, how am I actually going to get it out to the world? So distribution, you could go obviously Netflix, Amazon, all these are opportunities, uh, but also there's, there's self-distribution. I mean, I was a, p- a part of launching when Facebook Watch was first a thing. Um, also Entrepreneur Network, finding the right connections, partnerships. We said, hey, we'll give you great content and here you go. We got on a platter for you and you can do what you want. And they got to sell ads against it. So that was a win-win for both parties. We got exposure, they got money. Um, and so those are ways to look at it. But how you can make money in other ways and ways we know, Brian, is for one, that launched us for a book deal. We did the, the road to success, which went and sold mm-hmm. in bookstores across the country. But it also gave me opportunities to do speaking, paid speaking, group coaching, and also advisory deals because that influence and, and brand that I built allowed me to be an o- owner in multiple companies. So it's actually a brand building component that will allow you to get opportunities and get paid more for what you do. Like an author like yourself, you yep. raise your, your speaking fees as an author. Well, as a TV host, you can raise your fees as well. So those are a few ways that I've utilized it in non-traditional ways. And it also is very fulfilling to be able to share these stories to around the world. Absolutely. And when you're pushed to do something, you will figure it out because you are on the hook for it now, right? Yeah, I, that's my thing. I When I commit to something, sometimes it's scary because that means I'm going to do it, even though it might be one of the hardest things that I do. And like I shared before, the, the almost losing everything, uh, that was during the process of creating the show. I was so committed um, that I would do whatever it took. And I, I did. And it was very hard, but it was rewarding the other side. And uh, you're right, man. If I say I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. Absolutely. And one piece of the puzzle, we got a minute left to our break. One piece of the puzzle that a lot of people maybe don't do is you had a charitable component to every episode you gave something away or you focused on a charity we every every city went into we focused on something i mean you were part of when we were there in scottsdale yep. arizona we raised almost yep. 40 grand for the boys and girls club but also in other cities we always raised money for great causes and gave back to the community because we didn't want it just to be about a show we wanted how could we make an impact in a city and have success in that city That's right. And we will come back after the break. This is Success Profiles Radio, 10-year anniversary episode, episode 450 with Brandon T. Adams. We will come right back. Stay tuned. The mission is to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. Have you ever thought about writing a book? 
Surveys show that 81% of people wish they could, but many never do. If you're one of those people, I can tell you why. You don't think you have time, you may not know how, or you might not believe you are a good enough writer. When you're working with an experienced coach, these reasons go away because I will help you every step of the way. If you want to know more about how to write a nonfiction book, whether it's business, self-help, or how-to, reach out to me at www.briankwright.com for more information. Once again, that's briankwright.com. This is the Tokenet Radio Network, radio with a cutting edge. If you are in business, what is the number one thing that stops revenue growth? Not having enough leads. Data is the new gold rush. With phone sites, that is never an issue. You can generate as many leads as you want without paying a lead broker. With phone sites, you can build a website or sales funnel from your mobile device in five minutes or less without any technical skills or without downloading an app. It's easy and you have nothing to lose. Try it for free for 14 days at phonesites.com forward slash Brian. Once again, that's phonesites.com forward slash Brian. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we're back. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest this week is Brandon T. Adams. And if you've not picked up my latest book, it's called... The Greatest Lessons I Learned From My Dad. It's on Amazon. It's been selling very, very well, and I can't wait for you to pick it up. A lot of people have said it's made a tremendous impact, and I'm just so happy and grateful for all of that. So, Brandon, I would love to ask you, we're talking about your your TV shows. You've done two TV shows. How do you pick the people that you spotlighted on the show? Was there an audition process? Was this people you know, or was this people who were recommended by people you know? All of the above. Um, all of the above, it, it came down to the right stories, introductions, um, people we found. I did do casting. That was interesting. Um, mm-hmm. it, it definitely, that's the thing about when we did the shows. I did the casting. I did the producing. I did the funding. I did the hosting. We did it all. And it, it was a great learning uh, points, but came down to a great story. And that, that person that had a great meaning behind it. I mean, everybody, as you know, probably they want to get on the show. They want the exposure. Mm-hmm. But what's the meaning behind it? Do you really want to tell their story? Does the story have something that's sexy or something that people want to really learn more about? Is it inspiring? And so mm-hmm. that's how I looked at it. And, and was it a good fit for what you were trying to do with your our particular mission with the show? Yeah, absolutely. Now, you've won and have been nominated for multiple Emmys. How does somebody get nominated for something like that? Yeah, we got uh, multiple Emmy nominations. We've won two Emmys. We recently just won an Emmy for part of the project I'm most proud of was a documentary we did on my wife's story. The The project is called Red Flags, and mm-hmm. uh, it's it talks about her particular story and where she overcame drug addiction but also left a very abusive relationship and it's just a just a project that really means a lot to me because it's 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 helping other women and, and individuals out there have dealt with drug abuse. And so those are the kind of stories I like focusing on. And, and to answer your question, how do you win Emmy or even get nominated? Um, for one, have a great story, have a compelling story and and really have something put together in a way that draws emotion and communicates that message. Um, and you got to submit it. I mean, having great editors and cinematography 
help too. I mean, that you definitely need that. And, and what you do is you submit it's judged. I've even judged before. Um, and then after the judging process, if you get nominated, that's, I mean, that's a big accomplishment. And then after the nomination, um, you go to the next round, which either you get, you get, I mean, award or you don't. And I've been there where you, you get that sad feeling to where you don't actually win. And then I've been there when you, you win. And it's definitely a very great feeling, but it's, it's not even about the award. I mean, it's cool. Don't get me wrong, but it's, yeah. it's really showing the prestigious, uh, of what you've done for your work and, and knowing that that story was Emmy worthy. It was yeah. prestigious enough to get that. And, and so, I don't know, it's, it's, it's definitely fun and very honored. Um, but it's really about communicating the best story and, and sharing it with the world. Yeah. So when you were doing success in your city, uh, you were filming that TV series. You talked with different people in every city. What did you learn about success while traveling the country and doing this? Success. I mean, I learned that success is different for everybody. I mean, what you think success is or I think success or even my mother or my wife or anybody, uh, we all have our own version. And really, it, I mean, it comes down to like not even like the word success, but happiness. I was just talking to a top executive at uh, Amazon and, and Netflix here about literally before this meeting. And he had watched the show and we we're talking about this. And it's like, what is success? Well, what is what makes you happy? What what drives you? And so everybody's different. Some people may be making a lot of money. Some people might be being the best mother or father to their kids. One, it might be being a great teacher. I think once you figure that out and figure out what your own version of success is, the quicker you're going to achieve that. And then focus on that. I mean, from the shows or the episodes of the cities we went into, I mean, we were with a guy named David France that was living on the streets at one time and homeless. Yeah. But he was a violinist and he used his talents to help other people learn music. That was his success. Yeah. He was one of the happiest guys I knew. And then Shea Hillenbrand, who at one time was a two-time all-star at 20 million in the bank. And then he lost it all. But he even said how as a baseball player, he wasn't that happy. And then he, yeah. he ended up literally losing everything and then coming back. He found God and, and now he, he speaks and he does his own thing. It's like, I learned that everybody has their own version. And for all of us, we just got to figure out what we want and not what social media or society tells us. We got to figure out what we want. Once you figure out what you want, you go after that. That's fantastic. So if we were to dial back a little bit, you can create content without creating a television show. You do this yeah. every single day. You're very huge on creating and publishing video content. So what's the simplest way to do that on social media every single day? Cause you create a lot of content. Your phone. I mean, it, you don't, I mean, I'm, I'm not shooting every few months. I'm shooting with a big film crew and we're creating content for the people we work with, but also for myself. But the most of the content that I create is with my iPhone. I mean, if you look at the smartphones that are out there, the quality of the cameras is pretty astonishing. It blows my mind. And, mm -hmm. and really creating it and shoot it to be very, very specific. If you're going to create a video, shoot it horizontal, just record in the video and then post it on social media. If you're doing like a live video, it's going to be your, the, the phone is vertical. You're recording the content and posting. And I look at it as social media, like Instagram stories or Facebook stories, or even the content you put on social media. That is like our own rally TV show. We're bringing people into our life. We're sharing who we are, what we do, and how we help people. 
And when we do that consistently over time on, in this case, social media, people feel like they're a part of our life and they get to know us. They are seeing us as this, imp- this person of influence, but also they're getting to know us about how we can help them. And over time, when you build enough trust with the right people, those people buy from you. Those people support your book launches. They watch your shows. They, they, they support whatever you're doing. And so that's what I've done over the years. And now I've helped a lot of people do themselves, but it's really keep it simple. Use your phone, create the content. And here's one good tip. Just post it. Don't watch it again because then you start analyzing, critiquing, and then you question why you should even post it. Just create it, post it, and go about your day. And that's really the best advice for just getting content out there and being consistent with it. That's fantastic. How do you get better at sales and close high ticket items? Because you're used to asking people for a lot of money. How do you get confident (laughs) enough to do that and how do you do it? It, it happens over time. I, I've, I've closed uh, million dollar deals, and I'll tell you, it, it definitely is a ego booster and confidence level. But you got to know what you're offering. You got to know the value you're offering. You got to actually believe in it. I wouldn't ever sell something I didn't believe in. And so, if I believe the value that I we're providing is worth that, then I will ask for it all day. And so, it's finding the fair deal for both parties, but also understanding what it is you're offering and understanding the result that it's giving to the person you're working with. So results, results sell. I mean, if you think you can make somebody tens of millions of dollars and hey, that's worth a million dollars. You know, I had a, a, a friend tell me once in a mastermind, he said, you know, the quickest way to become a billionaire is to help a billionaire make $10 billion. And it changed my mind forever, how I looked at things. And it's true. I mean, If you look, there's a very small percentage of individuals out there who are doing things at a very high level. If you can really master your craft, in my case, being able to help things grow, expand through video and and also different areas through connections. If you can target to a very small percentage of people that have a lot of money, if you can add value to them and help them make more money, you name your price. And so once I figured that out, it changed how I looked at my time, how I spend it, how I charge. And so that's the biggest thing, knowing what you want and catering to the right kind of clientele. But also in sales in general, a lot of people, the make, mistakes they make is they don't listen. Like mm-hmm. listen and understand what people need and then speak into those needs. And not everybody will be a right fit. And learn to not right. just do business with everybody. Do business with people that you know you can help that are a good fit for you and what you're doing. Yeah, that's absolutely amazing. You were in a movie called Think and Grow Rich, The Legacy. You were the youngest person to have been in this movie. How did you get to be a part of this? Because this is an amazing story. <laughs> well, this was uh, this came back to what we talked before, adding value. And and I, at that time, using my specialized knowledge, my my abilities. And, and so I was doing a Facebook Live in my backyard when I was sitting in Iowa at the time. And I was preaching Think and Grow Rich, deploying Hill's work. And and there was only nine people on that Facebook Live, and there was one person that was the right person to be on. That's why one view could change your life. That person was a person that was uh, behind the movie Think and Rich Legacy, which I didn't even know at the time was a thing. Is a movie being made on the book, based on the book Think and Rich by Napoleon Hill that sold over 130 million copies. And he heard me talking. He also knew that I was a crowdfunding expert. He said, we need somebody like you a young entrepreneur to be a part of this, but also we need to raise money. 
And so I helped him raise a good part of the funding for this movie um, and added massive value to them. We did a crowdfunding campaign back at the time and made it the largest crowdfunding campaign in history for a docudrama. Went on to raise more money. We helped launch the premiere in L.A. We uh, we did some campaigns. I mean, became a multi-million dollar film that's in three different languages. Uh, great success. And it's uh, I'm honored to say I became a producer and youngest featured entrepreneur in the movie with people like Barbara Corkin, Grant Cardone, Kevin mm-hmm. Harrington, Sharon Lecter. Um, but it came down to adding value, Brian. I mean, I was yeah. adding value and taking my knowledge and use it in a way to help them make money to help produce their film. And so that was a value which got me in the movie and, and it really changed my life. I mean, it was for me beyond the money and financial side of it. It was something that was very, um, it was a life achievement for me because when I was 20 years old, I read the book, thinking to rich and -hmm. it completely changed how I thought. And six years later, I'm sitting in the movie. I'm, 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 Seven years later, I'm featured in the movie and a part of the project and taking the Pulling Hills work to the next level. Talk about yeah. just a full circle. Um, yeah. It's just a great honor. That's wonderful. We've got about a minute and a half to our final break. So speaking of Think and Grow Rich, what are maybe one or two of the most valuable things that you've learned from that book? I know it's chock full of great stuff, but what are yeah. your one or two biggest takeaways? One mastermind principle is you are who you surround yourself with. Two or people come together can really achieve great things. And then the other one is persistence. One quote that Napoleon Hill says is your your brightest days are beyond your darkest nights. Your greatest successes are beyond your darkest times. And and I really took that to heart. And in some of my darkest moments in life where I wanted to give up, I knew I thought of the book Thinking of Rich. And I knew that if I kept going, I would see success. It is true. And and so any big temporary defeat I had, I thought of that. And it's allowed me to keep pushing forward, even when I didn't want to push forward. Absolutely. We are coming up against our final break. I cannot believe how quickly this is going. We are here with Brandon T. Adams. This is his sixth time on the show. This is episode number 450. This is the 10 year anniversary of Success Profiles Radio. We will come right back after the break. Please stay with us. Don't go away. We will return on the other side. The mission is to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. If you are in business, what is the number one thing that stops revenue growth? Not having enough leads. Data is the new gold rush. With phone sites, that is never an issue. You can generate as many leads as you want without paying a lead broker. With phone sites, you can build a website or sales funnel from your mobile device in five minutes or less without any technical skills or without downloading an app. It's easy and you have nothing to lose. Try it for free for 14 days at phonesites.com forward slash Brian. Once again, that's phonesites.com forward slash Brian. stars and sports figures take out insurance policies on their personal attributes and body parts. 
David Beckham is known to have the largest personal insurance policy in sports history. Reports say his legs alone are insured for $70 million. 1930s actress Betty Davis bought an insurance policy from Lloyd's of London in case she gained weight. What's a word for beautiful legs and an attractive shape? Kelly Bomb. Musicians Keith Richards, Rod Stewart, and Bruce Springsteen all carried multi-million dollar policies on their vocal cords. Food critic Egon Rene and wine expert Angela Mount set up insurance policies for their taste buds. What's a word that means the use of wine for therapeutic purposes? Enotherapy. It's I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words-you-never-heard vocabulary with my new app, Too Funny for Words. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. We're back. This is Success Profiles Radio. And my very special guest this week is Brandon T. Adams. This is the 10-year anniversary episode of the show. If you have not subscribed to Success Profiles Magazine, you can go ahead and do that at successprofilesmagazine.com. You get a seven-day trial for a dollar. You can pick your subscription option, and you can read any issue that we've done. We are working on issue number 50 right now as we speak. I can't wait to release that to the world in the next week or so, probably week to 10 days. So, Brandon, let me ask you, we are now in 2022. What do you think are the best investments you can make this year? Well, the first one, which I think you know I'm going to say is in yourself. I mean, that's the best investment you can make is in yourself, in your knowledge, and really finding one area of expertise. But I think it's very interesting. I think the, the amount of opportunity, I'm, I invest in companies. I invest in different stocks. Um, I, I do do a lot in the crypto market. And by the way, I'm not a financial advisor, so... Whatever you do, invest, be prepared to lose it all. Um, I will say what I'm putting money in. I think it's very interesting where this crypto market is going, also NFTs. I have put a decent amount of money in various cryptos, uh, Ethereum and and some other other crypto coins out there. But also the NFT space in this metaverse is very interesting to me as well. I mean, digital art is really what the NFT is, but also giving you access to different communities uh, we spoke about Kevin Harrington. I mean, Kevin Harrington and I have a have an NFT together called a whale shark. Um, so stuff like that. And then also I would look at startups. I mean, here's what I look at when, if by the way, if you're ever looking to get an investor, this is what an investor looks at. They look at the opportunity. They look at you as a founder, but they also look at the team. And so when you can get the right team on board, it's very intriguing for somebody to invest in that company. So some of the tech companies out there that are really scaling the software companies, um, it just, it's very exciting for me. But if I was going to tell you, and, and most people are probably scared of this, a lot of my money I'm pouring into the cryptocurrency world um, because I am not confident in what our US dollar, where it's going. And I see that the money that I have, the extra money, it's going to do me a lot better in that market versus sitting in a savings account and then the other side of it is I'm actually going to start investing in real estate, uh, primarily for my own reasons, uh, Timberland this year. That's fantastic. So how does one train for success? Yes. Uh, so I have an acronym, TRAIN. 
T is take action. R is relationships. A is add value. I is investing yourself and N is never giving up. Um, that I probably shared all this throughout this this talk today or this uh, podcast. But the first one is uh, taking action. You know, the number one component to getting results is taking action every single day. What are two or three things you can do to take action? R for relationships is the people you're surrounding yourself with, people you will go in business with. Make sure you have the right people around you. Get the right relationships. Adding value is becoming a person of value. People say, oh, I want more money. Well, how can you add more value to the world? How can you add more value to your clients? Heck, how can you add more value to your significant other? If you do mm-hmm. that, you're going to get more value back. And, yes. and then the last two is you look at investing. It's investing in your mind, your brain, and investing in your future. I mean, one of the biggest investments I made beyond relationships early on is I invested a lot of money into video content in our shows and to everything we created. And, and I knew if I invested in that, it would build brand awareness, but it would allow me to communicate a message and a story to a massive audience. And that paid back dividends very well. And then the last one is never giving up. I mean, you, you're talking to a guy that's almost hit bankruptcy a few times. Uh, I've held people's hand as they died in my hand. I mean, I've, 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 I've lost everything. I've lost loved ones. And I've had so many people tell me I couldn't do something. And, and I've learned over the years that if you really stick with something, anything is possible. You just got to keep going. And even in that moment, if it's hard, that's why you got to surround yourself with champions because those people help mm-hmm. pick you up when you can't. And so you must never give up. Yep, absolutely. What do you have coming up that we should be on the lookout for? I, you know, I'm, I, I got a lot of cool things. The one thing I'm really excited about, uh, Brian, which I really I'd love to get you there this year and, and come hang out with us all is, is rise and record. Um, we created this event that's all about rising up and recording video content. We, we just booked the venue. It's in Nashville, Tennessee, the West End in Nashville. And so that's happening October 19th through the 21st. That's, that's really exciting for me because it's a new kind of stage in my life and my career. We've done a lot of events, but this is a new brand. And we had our first one in last year in, in Florida. It was very successful. And now we're looking to keep going with it. Yeah. That's fantastic. So what is the most difficult part about planning a live event? Huh. Um, well, everything. <laughs> it's uh, yeah. you got to get people in the room. You got to get talent. You got to fund it. You got to you got to create an experience for people. It's it's really just getting the right people in the room and and that consistent messaging. After you put a few events on, it's easier because you have obviously street cred and reputation. Um, but it's uh Hey, you ask people to commit two days of their life, two or three days of their life and come to a different city and get on a plane and and sit there. I mean, that's not easy. Try to go get 10 people, let alone a couple hundred. Um, So it's a challenge, but it's very worth it. And it's uh, it's I don't know, it's fulfilling to bring people together and see them connect and, and grow as as people. Yeah, that's great. What do you think your top three core values are? Uh relationships, family, and I would say just being true to yourself. That's That's the answer you're looking for. (laughs) Yeah. No, I love that. I mean, being authentic certainly is important. And that's a buzzword that a lot of people just like to toss out. How do you know if someone's being authentic, though? Yeah, I mean, 
really, you can tell, you can read a mile away if somebody's not really being authentic to themselves. And sometimes me just being myself, it may not always turn the right way for some people. But I think when you when you really just be who you are, you're going to attract the people you want to attract. I mean, try being somebody you're not is people will see that long term. And mm-hmm. and actually, like, if you actually care about somebody, like, letting them know you care. And I, I think for me, it just I've always been very authentic and real about where I'm at and where I'm going and and what I'm doing. And yeah, that's just who I am. That's great. What goes into creating a memorable brand? You know, it's it's really this what we're talking about. It's just it's being you. You know, so many people are trying to be somebody else. There's yeah. only one you. Be you, yeah. and the more authentic you can be, the more vulnerable you can be, the more you can communicate a powerful story, the more people remember you. It's proven when you start sharing stories and be very descriptive on those stories, people are going to visually see that in their mind, and they're going to be reminded of you for that specific story. And so when you can learn to master your own story, that is what people will start to remember you by, and that makes you memorable. I mean, you yeah. probably remember me as the Arctic Stick guy, the guy who had an ice business, and he went on to do these films. But it was that story that makes you remember me, which it, it's just relatable. Yeah. What is the biggest risk you've taken in business, and did it work out? Huh. Um, I guess when we committed to doing the TV series Success in Your City and and we left and then we literally traveled the country and the part that really kind of scared me, but was exciting was a day that I went all in, sold my house, sold all my things. And literally I, I got in my vehicle and started driving to Cal- or Colorado and realized I had no home to go back to. <laughs> wow. I, I realized that um, I was like, did we just do that? And I'm like, yeah. well, I guess, I guess there's no choice now. We just got to keep doing it. <laughs> yep, you burned the ships. Yes, burn burn the ships and don't look back. Absolutely. Let's talk a little bit about developing a championship mindset. How have you done that? Because you do have a brilliant mindset. It it's the little things, Brian. I mean, I what what are your non-negotiables? For me, like I I wake up early, I I exercise. I do some form of exercise in the morning. It's like my confidence builder that makes me feel good about myself. I let out the energy, I get energy. And it just makes me feel like I accomplished something, which helps me go through the rest of the day. Another one is setting your goals, setting specific goals every single day and, and put it in my calendar. I mean, I have things scheduled every day and different things I need to do. And so and then actually doing them. And again, it comes back to champion mindset. I mean, I force myself to be surrounded by the greats. I mean, I've moved to Florida twice now the first time was to be closer to my partners that we helped create a TV show. I wanted to move to Florida just to be by them. And the second time now is to be close to my business partners to go make more opportunity with them. And because I live down the street from them, it's easier for us to do deals. It's easier for us to work together. So when you put yourself in a position moving to where the, Hey, it's like the book, who moved my cheese? We'll move where the cheese Mm -hmm. is. And so, to have a champion mindset, you got to move to where the opportunity is and be surrounded in that atmosphere that makes you become a champion. Absolutely. We've got less than two minutes until the end. Here's the question I ask everyone. Who inspires and motivates you? Huh. My 
my wife and my wife. I, you know, a lot of people do, but um, yeah. she is my driver uh, for what I do and, and what she's gone through and what she's achieved. And, and that inspires me to become a better version of myself. And so that really is my inspiration. Fantastic. If you could give advice to the 18 year old version of yourself, what would you tell him? <laughs> um, first, read the book, Thinking You're Rich. Two, um, find somebody that's already achieved what you want to achieve and find a way to go into business with them, work for them for free. Do not just say, hey, I will be of service of you. I will help you and just show me your way and I will add value to you. And whether it starts with sweeping floors, whatever it is, you do what you got to do. I promise you that relationship will lead to great things. I'll just last 15 seconds here. I'll tell you this. Edward C. Barnes got into business with, with Thomas Edison by showing up and say, I'll do whatever it takes to go in business with you. He had a burning desire. He swept floors and eventually had the opportunity to sell one of his inventions. And he ended up selling his invention, and he became a multimillionaire. Why? He showed value. He showed up, and eventually opportunity presented himself and became known as installed by Edward C. Barnes. And then it was, it was invented by Edison and installed by Barnes. And, and that's just a true example. Great. How can we find you? How can we try with you and vibe with Brandon you? Brandon T. Adams everywhere, my friend. And thank you so much, Brian. I appreciate you. Brandon, thank you so much for coming back once again. It's always fantastic and amazing to have you here, my friend. Thank you. And I do want to thank all of you for joining us. This has been Success Profiles Radio. Please join us every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern, where I interview another world-class achiever, learn what they did, what they overcame, and the lessons we can learn along the way. Until next time, have a great week, everyone. Thanks for joining us. Goodbye. Thank you for being a part of Success Profiles Radio with your host, Brian K. Wright. Each week, we'll explore different aspects of success and how to apply them to your life. We'll have guests that will come from many different backgrounds, including expertise in leadership, business, relationships, careers, networking, health, overcoming adversity, and much more. For more on Brian and the show, check out his website, briankwright.com. If you've ever wondered if there's more to life than you're currently living, then Success Profiles Radio is the program for you. Join us again next week for more Success Profiles Radio with your host, Brian K. Wright.